Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Okay, everybody, what's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast. For all of you podcasters, this is business as usual for everybody that is inside of our Facebook group right now. This is business well, not as usual. It's a completely different business than what we're used to. But uh, this is going to be the first ever live show that we're going to do. It's it's a it's a morning show. I, I've been recording this podcast, guys, for 154 days now, uh, and I've really, I genuinely enjoyed doing it. And I and I, for whatever reason, I'm I'm very much resonating with the with the morning show routine, the morning show vibe of just of just a radio show, just kind of sitting here. Typically speaking, it's a much nicer day out right now. It's an absolute crap day out here in New York. Uh, it's raining like the Dickens, but uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to, we're going to record the show uh, in the, in the, in the Facebook group. And then what we're going to do is we're going to bring it to the podcast. It's being recorded for the podcast as we speak. Uh, and it will, this particular episode will be up and ready to roll tomorrow when tomorrow being November or December 1st, December 1st, everybody. Okay. So some housekeeping guys before we get going, uh, what we did this weekend, guys, if you're interested in downloading the personal trainers, money-making Bible, we released that this past weekend. You can go to weightroomhero.com to snag your free copy of the Personal Trainers Money-Making Bible. It's like a 35-page book where we discuss uh, some serious depth on what it takes and what it means to make money. And what I've come to find out over the years is that generating revenue and exercise science, of course, are completely different skill sets. And the the depths that you have to travel down and there's there's here's what it here's what it is there's some actual science like real steps that you have to take uh in order to start generating revenue and the beauty of it is that there's concrete steps right we know what they are if it's not so much of an art as it is a science if it was an art it would be some more finesse to it it'd be a little more you know, it, it, it would it would be less concrete of what exactly that you're supposed to do. When there's a science to it, uh, we can really follow the steps and figure it out. So that's what you're going to learn. So if you want to go over to weightroomhero.com and download your free copy of that right now, uh, you're more than welcome to make that happen. Also, later this week, which is, this is going to be awesome because what we're talking about here today uh, really flows nicely into the into this weekend for us at 4A, we're doing the the first ever Gen Max virtual live event. Uh, it's going to be a two day course where we cover everything. So we we created this this system uh, where it allows everybody to acquire somebody's genetic maximum. That's why it's called Gen Max, and we cover four pillars over the course of the two days. We cover neurology, we cover single leg stance, we cover we cover uh, gait mechanics. And we cover we cover breathing as well. That's in there. It's kind of intertwined between those two. And then we cover strength and conditioning. What we can do to actually bring that into the strength and conditioning world. So uh, that's this weekend. If you want to check that out, that's a genmaxseminar.com. G E N M A X seminar.com. Now for these for these 
for these live shows, what we're going to be doing is uh, basically a Q&A. So on my Instagram, I, I put up some put up some questions. I say like, hey, what do you guys want to know in the podcast? What topics do you want me to cover? Uh, and if there's good questions, if there's, there's a handful of them, we'll cover one or two of them or however many we can get done in a day here during the during the Sean Light Podcast morning show. All right. So today's topic, we had a question. Uh, we had a question about flexibility. We had a question about how can you create flexibility without any of the negative effects. And so I actually wrote a podcast on this this morning. Uh, or I'm sorry, I wrote a podcast. I'm sorry. I wrote a blog post about this this morning. And I and I used two separate examples of, of what I think is really important to know as far as flexibility. So what I want you to do, as long as you're not driving a car or operating heavy machinery right now, I want you to close your eyes. And what I want you to do is I want you to imagine you're on a beach somewhere. It's nice and sunny. Sun is stinging ever so slightly your skin. And it feels really nice. You can hear the surf in the background, the waves crashing on the beach. You're sipping some cold margaritas or whatever your drink of choice is. You got a nice buzz going too. Maybe a great buzz going, okay? You're feeling relaxed. You're feeling chill. Everything's going really, really well. And then for some reason, out of nowhere, I come up to you and say, I'm going to stretch your hamstrings right now. What type, what do you think your body would feel like as I go through that range of motion? You're a little buzzed. You're a little drunk. You're in a beautiful environment, completely relaxed. You're going to be feeling pretty loose. Am I right? Of course, right? You're going to feel really loosey goosey. You're going to feel like you're going to feel like the your your leg is a wet noodle. It's going to be really easy to move through that through that range of motion. Really simple. Okay. Now, on the flip side, I want you to imagine how many of you guys have seen the movie Braveheart. Okay. And in this movie, uh, the inf- or the famous scene is Mel Gibson playing Braveheart. He's he's got his he's got his troops rallied. They're standing on the battlefield. They're ready to go. They got their their spears, their clubs, their bow and arrows. Uh, thousands of men lined up on the field, shaking in their boots, lined up, ready to, ready to engage in legitimate warfare. And out comes Mel Gibson, rides out to the front of the pack, and he rallies the troops like you wouldn't believe. He rallies the troops with an incredibly motivating speech, and he's ready to rock and roll, okay? Remember that scene where they're lined up, and remember the old-time revolutionary warfare uh, old-time revolutionary warfare tactics was uh, there'd be two lines of, of each, each army would line up in a, in a line facing each other on the battlefield. And then the then they would you know whatever somebody would start and somebody would start shooting, and then it would just be all mayhem break, breaking loose. Now I want you to imagine. That instead of being on a beach in beautiful, sunny Puerto Rico, you are laying down in the middle of that battlefield. You got the British to your right, the revolutionary, the revolutionary, American revolutionary patriots to your left, blue coats versus red coats. And I understand that that's not historically accurate given Braveheart, but I don't know which two sides were fighting there. So you're out there. We got red coats on the right, blue coats on the left, and there you are, right in the middle, laying on your lounge chair, trying to catch a tan. And these damn armies are trying to seize seize control of the of of North America for their for their respective country. 
cannonballs are whizzing by your by your by your ear. Uh, musket fire. These guns in the 1700s were wildly inaccurate, so you'd never know if if any any shot that is that is taken from a from a cannon or a gun could completely misfire and hit you. Bone arrows, flaming bone arrows, horses going nuts. For whatever reason, during the Revolutionary War, there was always a drummer boy. So there was a drummer boy, a couple drummer boys in the background playing. And there you sit in the middle trying to get your tan on. And then like Braveheart, here I come again, riding out to you, thinking you're a wounded soldier out in the middle of the battlefield. And I try to stretch your hamstrings. What's going to happen to you when you, when, uh, what is your hamstring going to feel like in that situation? It's going to be tense. It's going to be tight. It's going to be hard to move that sucker because you're scared. The environment is completely, completely different. Now say I was a personal trainer and here I am about to conduct a personal training session in the middle of this battlefield. And I'm going to say, I'm going to went through the assessment. I went through the morning stretch routine and here you are completely stiff. What's my next move going to be? Is my next move going to be to stretch those hamstrings? No, you're going to be screaming at me. You're going to be telling me to get the hell off the battlefield. And not until we get back to camp and into and, and not until you are in your the the comfort of your own home will you then be able to relax. Sit back, be comfortable, get a bowl of soup, sit by the warm fire and then what happens to your hamstrings? What happens to your hamstring range of motion at that point? It's restored, right? Your hamstring range of motion comes back. Now, it may not come back all the way. You may not have full range of motion, but there is no doubt. And I know that there's no doubt in your mind either. There is no doubt that your hamstring flexibility, your range of motion is completely different on the beach than it is in the middle of the Revolutionary War battlefield. So what does that tell you as a fitness fitness expert? What does that tell you? Do they does this individual have tight hamstrings? Now look, I want to I want to make a note. I'm using hamstrings as an example here. I can use I can use anything for an example here. We're talking about just strictly mobility. This is just the uh, this is just the example that I'm going to use. What happens, or I'm sorry, what does this situation say about your mobility and about your flexibility? Where is it coming from? If it is so dramatically different, do you actually have tight hamstrings? Do you actually have less mobility? Are your muscles tight? The answer is very simply put, no. Your muscles are not tight. If there is a dramatic change between a tense environment and a relaxed environment, you may not have, or at least on some level, your first move is never going to be to stretch the hamstrings because there's something else that's blocking it. Right, and when I give this talk in New York City, I always give the example of doing it in like a spa versus doing it in the middle of Times Square. But I kind of like the Revolutionary War. It's a little more descriptive. Yeah, I think you could feel it on a visceral level a little bit more. But what I want you to know is that neurology, the brain, has to allow you to move first. 
That's the first thing that's going to happen. Okay. Your brain has to permit that movement. And more often than not, we don't actually have tight muscles. More often than not, it has nothing to do with tight muscles and it has everything to do with the perceived environment in the individual that you're working with in that moment. I always tell people, do you think I could get more range of motion if I if I stretched you out right after you woke up in the morning? That's your most relaxed state. Of course. Of course, because your body's completely relaxed. So that's this is a term that I call, I termed neuromobility. Neuro mobility. And that simply is the amount of mobility that your brain allows your body to have. It's the range of motion that is permitted. And now all of that is based on the perceived threat in your current environment at this moment. Now, that's both internal and external. For those of you who are coming to the Gen Max seminar this weekend, we're going to talk a little bit about the internal environment and how the internal environment can affect your range of motion through fascia, through visceral fascia. Incredible stuff. How a inflamed organ, an inflamed liver, an inflamed kidney can cause lowered range of motion in your in your hamstring or in your your shoulder or whatever, right? How these things can happen. And then what can we do about it? How can we how can we fix that? And what's cool, I think as personal trainers, you know, when I first heard about like visceral organ manipulation, I thought that was kind of bogus and ridiculous. But you can actually do it. You can actually do it. I think that's incredible. And we'll teach you that this weekend at Gen Max. So we have neuromobility. That's number one on the list. So we're going to improve the mobility of somebody by just allowing the brain to perceive safety in the environment. If the if the body is if the brain is perceiving safety, it is going to allow you your full range of motion. The next, after you do that, let's say we have good neuromobility, the next step is now we're going to start addressing the actual muscle. So the next place that I want to look is fascia. The next place I want to look is that soft tissue quality. Are there are there densifications in that muscle? Are there densifications in that fascia? What we know about fascia is that it densifies at, at places of uh, repetitive strain and repetitive motion. So if I, will you stick with the hamstring analogy? If you're somebody who, <laughs> I don't know why this would be you, but if you're just an absolute lover of the hamstring curl, and you just do hamstring curls and hamstring curls and hamstring curls and hamstring curls and hamstring curls all day, every day. You just love the hamstring curls. Well, over time, your body wants to reinforce that pattern. So over time, what's going to happen is your body's going to densify the tissue in that area. And it's going to lay more collagen fibers on top, more collagen fibers on top, more collagen fibers on top. And at some point, it's actually going to stiffen the muscle. So if the, if the brain is allowing you to go and you're still a little stiff, now we have to look at the fascia. We got to see if there's any fascial densifications inside of this fascia, inside of this particular muscle, inside of this range of motion. Now I know that for a lot of trainers, we don't have the license to manually touch. Okay. But that's why it's so important to understand this, understand what you can do. Cause there are some things that we can do to address fascia. I really love voodoo floss bands. I love some pin and stretch techniques. I, I, on some level, I really like RPR for some of this stuff. But maybe we need to refer out in this case. This the, the fact of the matter is that this is the foundation and this is the truth. So if we're going, if we are going to ultimately 
end up with a looser limb with more range of motion in this particular joint, in this particular uh, area of the body. After we address the brain, the next thing we have to address is the tissue. So the tissue is going to be number two. After that, once, once we say we clear the tissue, and now we're in a spot where it's it's clean. We know the brain's letting it happen. The tissue seems fine. What's the next stretch? Or what's the next what's the next spot that we're going to? The next spot that we're going to is going to be looking at the capsules. Okay. So for example, uh, one of the most chronically tight across the board capsules in human beings is the posterior left hip capsule. All right. If any of you guys are have, have a second right now, you you you're you're watching this or you're listening to this on the on the radio, get down and do a glute stretch, figure four pigeon pose, whatever you want to call it, posterior capsule stretch for the PRI folks out there. Get out there and 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 get down on the ground and, and stretch that out, and then do your right one and see what the difference is. Chances are, there's going to be a pretty big difference between the left and the right. Okay. And most people, traditionally speaking, most people are going to have a tighter left hip capsule than their right hip capsule, okay? And we don't need to get into the anatomy of why that is. We can cover that on another day. But the left hip capsule can be really tight. So now look, if the left hip capsule and the left hip capsule is going to pull a femur into external rotation, okay? The posterior hip capsule on the left is going to pull the left femur into external rotation. Okay. Can everybody see that? For those of you who are watching on Facebook right now, if I put this is, let's say this is the the back of my, of my uh, femur, or like the acetabulum area, femoral head, and this is the capsule. It's going to pull it back into external rotation, back into external rotation. Okay. So if my brain is allowing me full range of motion, if my tissue quality in the internal rotators of that muscle, we're, we're now talking about the posterior hip capsule here, okay? If the internal rotating muscles, is it the internal? No, it would be the, I'm trying to get into internal rotation. So that would mean that my external rotating muscles, the externally rotating muscles are good quality. They're not, they're not the ones pulling me back. Then I need to look at the quality of the hip capsule. Because we've covered both of those, uh, the everything up top, and then I need to look at the at the hip capsule. Okay, more than likely at that point, if you've addressed the brain, if you've addressed the fascia, and you've addressed the capsules, you're probably going to win. We could look at other things like joint position. Okay, we could look at every, other things like actually getting into some stretching. But the 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 effectiveness of stretching across the board is widely widely argued, okay, I'm, I was going to use the word discredited, but I don't think it's discredited because stretching does actually work, but there's a lot of research out there that says that you can't make a permanent change to stretching a muscle unless you're stretching for 30 consecutive minutes. Who the heck is stretching one muscle for 30 consecutive minutes, right? So what does stretching actually do? I'm not 100% sure. And, you know, the research is highly conflicting on it. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for flexibility and you're only looking at stretching, that research is going to put your modalities into serious question. And understanding the Gen Max principle of, of applying a top-down structure with, uh, with the brain first, then addressing the fascia, then addressing the capsules, that's where your mobility is going to come from 
99.99999% of the time, it's going to come from one of those three areas. And I'll guarantee you that more than likely, it's going to come from the neurology first. Okay. So now what happens if you, if you just blast through that? If you say, screw it, I'm stretching anyway. Well, what happens is, is you've never addressed the foundation of the problem to begin with, right? If you're, let's say that you're, you, you let's say that you're in the, in the middle of the Revolutionary War battlefield and we go out to stretch your hamstrings and they're tight, of course. And then all I do is I just go out there and I just yank and I crank and I crank and I crank and I crank on those hamstrings. And just give it to me. I want more. I want more. I want more. At some juncture, the hamstring is going to give, right? That's what the body does. The body adapts. We talked about, we talked about uh, the body laying down more collagen fibers and uh, paths of least resistance. Oh, I'm sorry. And paths of repetitive strain. I'm sorry. And pathways of repetitive strain, the body lays down extra collagen fibers to reinforce the pattern. The body adapts to what it's given constantly. So with a, from a stretching perspective, your body's eventually going to give. Your brain's going to say, eventually, stop it. I don't care anymore. We'll let you have the range of motion. Now what happens is you've really blown through that through, through the maybe the capsule, maybe the ligaments, maybe the muscle itself, and you've just created a really lax, loose complex. Now we've got a problem. Now we've got two problems. Because now we have a muscle that's lost a, a tremendous amount of integrity. Maybe the capsule or the ligament that's also lost that integrity. And we have a brain that still has the same problem that we started with. We're still on the Revolutionary War battlefield. That's a serious problem. we got a serious problem on our hands now because now we got more problems. Now it looks like we're a little bit cleaner, but we're not. And now me as the tester, as the fitness pro, the health pro, the physical therapist, the athletic trainer, I get you on the table. Now you're a lot harder for me to read. Because now it looks like you're good, but you're not. And that's the biggest concern of all of it. And nothing is worse to me. I would much rather, 99, 100 times out of 100, I would much rather get somebody on my table who is really, really stiff than somebody who is really, really hypermobile. Anytime I see somebody come in and they're just palming the floor, they can get down, they can stretch their hamstrings all the way out. I know that that's going to be a problem for me. I know that's going to be challenging. And that, that in and of itself is where uh, the problem ultimately lies. So that's so guys, let's wrap this up here. Neuromobility is first. We have to address the brain. We have to make sure that the brain is permitting us to move. Okay, think and remember the Revolutionary War analogy versus the beach analogy. What's the difference? Secondly, we're going to address the actual soft tissue itself. Are there densifications that are holding us back? And then lastly, we're going to look at the ligaments and the capsules. We can look at some joint structure. Then maybe we can start address, addressing some stretching. Okay, maybe then that's going to be an efficient mode of, of, of practice. Uh, but until we address those first three, we can't even think about stretching. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, so that is how experts address flexibility. That is how you gain flexibility without compromising the body's integrity, compromising the body's movement, its functionality. You call yourself a functional fitness trainer, you better be doing it this way, otherwise you are not a functional fitness trainer. What actually is function? So guys, if that interests you, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about that, uh, go to genmaxseminar.com, sign up for the GenMax Seminar that is coming this weekend. Uh, we're doing it, it's the first, maybe the only time we're gonna do it uh, from a virtual perspective. 
uh, genmaxseminar.com. It's two days. We're going to cover almost all of day one is neurology. It's we we go into the, the go into the depths of neurology, and plus there's a crap ton of bonuses that you get. You actually are also going to get uh, an eight hour course on as as a complimentary gift for signing up for the Gen Max Seminar. You're going to get an eight hour course on uh, some really nuancey stuff about the about neurology and uh, the neocortex, allostasis, and these really important components of what we need to know in the fitness industry as somebody who's going to be aware of what how the brain affects our clients inside of the gym. Okay. So if you want to know more about this, go over to genmaxseminar.com. We're going to give you a ridiculous seminar this weekend, plus something like $4,000 worth of bonus content on there. Uh, it's, I mean, you name it. There's even a, I, we're even giving you a complimentary course on fascia. Uh, so tons of stuff there. Guys, what we're going to keep doing, we're going to keep doing this uh, over over and over again as, 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 as long as <laughs> long as we can. Uh, it, this is going to be the, this is the first morning show that we're doing. Sit down here with a cup of coffee. And we'll talk about the questions that have uh, come up on Instagram over the, over the course of, over the week. So if you have questions, I'm, I'm not, uh, we're not able to get the questions that are in the Facebook group right now, uh, just because I'm still figuring out the technology of how to make that, make that all work. Uh, but if you have questions for next week's episode, and let me tell you something, I'm good chance that I do more of these uh, throughout the week, but I'm saying at least for now, we're going to do them on Monday mornings. If you have questions for next, next Monday's episode, go to, go to my Instagram at slight 20, uh, send me a message or answer in my stories. I, a lot of times I'll have the question box inside of my story. Throw your questions, throw your comments, throw your discussion topics that you want to talk about. We'll put them in there. We'll get to work. And, uh, and yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll see you. We'll see you next Monday for everybody listening in podcast land. Thanks so much for joining us. This was episode number 155 guys. All of these episodes are going to be on, uh, on my podcast, the Sean Light podcast. Listen on Apple, listen on Spotify, all going to be there. Uh, we release a brand new episode every single day at six o'clock in the morning, every, literally every single morning. We've done it 154 consecutive days. Uh, I said at the beginning of it that we're going to go for 365 straight days. So uh, plenty of episodes to go. And at this point, I don't see any stopping past that. So every single day, 6 o'clock in the morning, brand new episode is released. Get in there. There's incredible information in there. Uh, we talk about exercise science, but what we really talk about is success. We talk about how to leverage your exercise science and fitness expertise, turn it into income, turn it into financial revenue, turn it into success, turn it into job promotions, turn it into to becoming the trainer that you always dreamed that you could and should be, how to get out of this COVID stuff, right? We talk about all sorts of stuff in there. It's a real-time, uh, raw look into what I'm doing every single day to become better and take things to the next level. So that's what that's all about, the Sean Light Podcast uh, on on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, genmaxseminar.com this weekend. Two days, incredible. Get your CEUs. I know it's the end of the CEU reporting period, so make sure you get your CEUs. That's uh, uh, 1.3, I believe, both NASM and NSCA for this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. We have an unbelievable lineup of, of people that are attending. Uh, got some cool activities for you, unbelievable learning. It's going to be awesome, gemmaxseminar.com. Uh, and everybody else, we'll see, we'll see you on the other side.